0: Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of The Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean and I am a physical therapist and the founder of the Tummy Team. And I'm gonna be talking with you guys today about
1: professional training um, the, and kind of how we have been on a journey to offer continuing education training and even my own personal journey to getting the education that I needed to do this work. So as most of you know, I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years and I, um, had excellent, I feel like I had an excellent, uh, training, a school PT school. I learned so much and I feel like it was very comprehensive yet. I was taught almost nothing about diastasis recti in physical therapy school, you know, and maybe that's because it was 20 years ago, but from what I have learned from my clients and from other professionals, I don't think much has changed in the last 20 years um, in the professional training of diastasis recti within physical therapy school, chiropractic school, medical school, midwifery school, um, or fitness um, training, personal training. So I think that it's pretty much been a neglected aspect of our education. So, as a client, if you're listening to this and you're not a professional, I think it's important for you to understand that this is specialized um, training. Most medical, fitness, birth professionals, rehab professionals do not have this training as a standard of their their education. It's um, I don't think it should be advanced training. I think this should be basic training for everybody in those medical fields, but we're working on that, right? Um, but I didn't know... I, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you come across a reason to know that information and, you know, a desire to get that education. And for me, um, that desire came from my own personal experience that I, um, ended up after, you know, in my motherhood journey with a six finger wide diastasis. And I had seen many, very, very phenomenal medical professionals, Um, and nobody really knew what to do to help me, uh, that they, there was a lot of conflicting information. There was a absence of information and there was some absolutely incorrect information that was given to me. And that led me on, you know, a journey to kind of figure out how to either live with this or heal it. And that journey is the tummy team story. As many of you know, that my own journey to heal my own core led me to get more and more education and training um, around diastasis recti. And, you know, I recognize that there was, and still is, a huge gap in the knowledge base regarding diastasis recti in my field as a physical therapist, but also in the medical field. I don't feel like, um, in my experience, The average primary care physician, surgeon, plastic surgeon, GI tract doctor, uh, orthopedic specialist, OBGYN, um, midwife, doulas, childbirth educators, or chiropractors, um, you know, or anybody in the fitness community, personal trainers or fitness instructors, I believe that there's there's a big gap in the knowledge base and that very few of those professionals know very much about diastasis recti. They may have heard the term, they may know what it or think they know what it is, a a separation of the abdominal wall. Sometimes people think it's a tear that needs to be surgically repaired. Sometimes people think it's just a, a normal side effect of of birth or or motherhood. Sometimes people refer to it and think doctors are or um medical professionals will think that it's actually a hernia or something like that where it's misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed, blown off. It's just it's 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 been an interesting process to the more I've learned and the more I see clients and I hear their stories of what they've been told by their medical professionals that I can really see that there's a gap in the knowledge base. And I say that with all the compassion in the world because I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. And honestly, you cannot be a specialist in everything. You can't know everything. Um we we have we think that doctors know everything. They don't. Um and so you have to find a medical professional, um a rehab professional that has actually done the work to get extra education in this condition. And that's kind of why we we, we started doing this training. Actually, I I never really thought that I was going to be training other professionals. It's another organic thing that happened within the Tummy team. As I, um, started to, to really be known in the community for helping people, other professionals would come as clients and then want us to come help them in, you know, at their office or provide training for them or shadow us. Um, There was a lot of people, a lot of professionals that would take our online courses and then submit our online courses that are designed for clients to their governing body to get continuing ed credits because there was so much education in it and it helped them in their practice. So there started to just be a natural kind of organic glide into doing professional training. And it started out with just doing some talks at conferences and, um, speaking at, uh, doctor's offices and speaking, um, at midwifery conferences and in, in hospital settings and at birth groups and with midwives and, um, with other personal trainers. And then we, we actually created some continuing ed components to our online courses. So we started out with just offering our online courses for professionals, adding some professional content to allow them to get um, continuing ed credits for a class that was already designed for a client. But because our client educa- our client courses are so packed with education, they qualified for many um, different types of medical professionals continuing ed. So that's how it started. Um, and then we realized that a lot of, a lot, there were a handful of, professionals that wanted more, you know, the average medical professional was really happy with just knowing, um, the initial up-to-date information. That was what was important. But then we ran into, um, practitioners that were like, I want to do what you do. I want to do this work. I want to help people get better. And then we really looked at how we could create You know, uh, how we could create a process that allowed people, no matter where they lived, to walk alongside of us and learn what we've learned in a way that felt more like an apprenticeship, more like a partnership between us and them. Because it's more than just a set of exercises. It's more than just you know, a protocol. It's really a, a mindset and, and a very holistic approach, what we do at the Tummy Team. And we've, we've simplified it a lot to make it very user friendly. But even though it's simple, it doesn't mean that it's easy. And it doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of medical background and clinical um, application, kind of in a clinical experience, drawn you know, that's, that's put into how and why we do what we do. Um, When I was in PT school, what we were taught, we were taught that you had to come up into a full sit up to check for a diastasis, which is actually not what we do. We, um, when you come up into a full sit up, your rectus abdominis really bulges out your stomach bulges out and it, it doesn't give a good representation of what, the separation is when people are living their everyday life. So the way that we encourage or instruct people to do a diastasis check is to have them lay down as if they were going to do a crunch. And you we gently place, place our fingers, you know, on the midline. And have them just barely lift their head up. So that just starts to activate the rectus abdominis, the outermost abdominal wall, so we can feel the borders. And then we feel if there's a gap between the right and left side. And if there's a gap, we feel how wide is that gap and how deep is that gap. Now, some of the things that um, we have all been mis- you know, miseducated in, poorly educated in, or the education is outdated was one that you have to see a bulge stick out like a, a alien shape. And sometimes that happens, but not always. Um, also that you'll see a trench there or the belly button is, um, really deformed or deflated or herniated. Um, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, you Sometimes we are, are told that you have to have this bulging tummy, and that's not always the case. Um, I, I've seen very, very lean people um, have a, a significant diastasis. I've seen bulging tummies. I've seen overweight people. Every shape and size, um, it presents differently. But the other thing that I, I've noticed um, with the training that we've done and with the experience that so many of our clients have, have had is that we're taught either we're taught or we're not corrected when we learn it this way to be way too aggressive in that check. Um when I teach classes, a lot of times I'll have all of the um people in the class check me for a diastasis so I can feel they can feel my tummy um and I can feel what they um how they're palpating. And I would say of them are way too aggressive. They push, poke, dig in, press in um, to to a very vulnerable place. So if somebody does have a diastasis, that means that connective tissue is very thin and vulnerable and we shouldn't be aggressively poking at it. Um, If they don't have a diastasis, but you feel like you need to check them for one and you are pushing in that aggressively, um, you can create damage to the connective tissue. It do, you don't have to dig in. You can often you can just place your hand on there um, with just the the pads of your fingers, the flatness of your hand, and have them move, and you can feel what that separation is. Some of this obviously comes with experience. The more bellies you check, the better you are. But if you have, if you're a client and you have been feel a little bit bruised or beaten up after the diastasis, it was too aggressive. Um, if you are a practitioner, I want you to check yourself gently and feel the difference of what what that would feel like if you were very gentle or if you were very aggressive. And we need to be very careful not being too aggressive. The other thing um, that we were taught in PT school, and I don't think this is actually, I thought this was completely an outdated form of education, but I've heard it time and time again. But we were taught and trap a sheet around the waist of the client and have them pull the two sides together and then do sit-ups. And that was one of the ra- ways to fix the diastasis. And the theory behind that, I can see approximate the, the the gap and then engage the core the way that fitness engages the core, which is focusing on that external rectus abdominis muscle. Um, there's a several problems with that. Um, and one being it's not very functional, functionally applicable to do that over and over again. Second of all, the rectus abdominis, the crunch muscle is already overdeveloped in almost every client we see. Um, Not because they have rock-hard abs, but because they sit in a collapsed position where the rib cage and their pelvis is too close together from poor posture, and their rectus abdominis is trying to stabilize them because their internal corset muscle is not doing their job. So there's a lot of reasons why that's outdated information. Um, I also recognize that in PT school, um, we we did not really understand that diastasis recti was not just a postpartum circumstance, um, that you actually can be a male and have a diastasis. You can be a child, have a diastasis. You could have never had children and have a diastasis. You could have had children years and years and years ago and you have a diastasis. So it's not, it's not exclusive to pregnancy and postpartum. Um, and then the other thing, um, that sometimes I've heard is that they're told, uh, the, the professionals are told, okay, you don't do, you don't do sit-ups, but you do obliques, you do crossover crunches. Um, and crossover crunches are, also not the right muscle. Um, It actually can pull the two sides of the abdominal apart and then cause the forward forceful pressure that a crunch does. So the missing link really in a lot of this is understanding the anatomy of the transverse abdominis, that corset muscle that it's one of the biggest muscles in your body and it wraps around your body, crosses the midline, starts at the the vertebrae along your spine, wraps around, connects to the lower six ribs, the pubic bone, Pelvis all the way down the midline to the linea albia, and um, that muscle. I don't remember hearing anything about it in PT school, and it's essential for core stabilization, back stabilization, pelvic floor activation, supporting your organs, um, supporting your spine. So much. It's essential for so much, and it's key for proper fetal alignment. It's key for proper birth recovery. Um, it's key for fitness and for digestion and for just everyday posture. So it's it's, uh, it's interesting that there wasn't a lot of information. At least I don't recall a lot of information about that muscle. And definitely no treatment plans based on that that muscle. So I don't want to oversimplify a fairly complex... Situation Diastasis recti is not just a separation of the abdominal wall. It usually develops over multiple conditions of muscle imbalance, poor strategies, poor posture, disconnect, um, and chronic forward for- forceful pressure on the abdominal wall, be it from breath holding, straining, um, tensing up, uh, pregnancy, a-, a variety of things that could be involved. So it's, there's a lot of things going on. Um, and I, you know, I, I just feel like there's a missing link and we, it's been clear and confirmed by clients and professionals that we don't have enough education on this. So what do we do? Um, I think the first thing is to recognize that diastasis recti, um, is, is not a cosmetic issue. It's not simply an abdominal wall separation. It's always um, is making an impact. It's, it's, the diastasis is always telling us that there's a functional core weakness issue. And a functional core weakness, weakness issue left unresolved leads to structural damage, whether that's now functional pelvic floor um, dysfunction, weakness, prolapse, Things going on in the pelvic floor, or a hernia, or a disc um, in the back being uh, destabilized, something's going to give if the functional core weakness goes untreated. And diastasis recti is often a warning sign of that bigger issue. So I believe that as a medical community, we need to be looking at that big picture. A lot of the common things that we see all the time, low back pain, constipation, sciatica, pelvic instability, um, stress incontinence, pelvic prolapse, prostate issues, um, mid-back pain, bulging tummy, herniated belly buttons, all of these things that are fairly common in our medical community um, are all connected. They're all connected and treatable by looking at functional core rehabilitation which will close up the diastasis. So what we need as a professional medical professional community is to recognize that this is this is a significant health and issue that affects people's well-being and the way they function and as a result it affects their life. It affects how they interact with people, how they interact with them themselves, what they engage in, what they do not engage in. And if they're living in disconnect or chronic pain or having structural breakdown in their body. So with our professional training, I wanted it to be more than just simple continuing education courses. Although we do provide that because for some, client, or for some professionals, that's really what they want is they just, they just need one or two courses to kind of try to update their knowledge base what I really wanted to create was something that I didn't have when I was trying to figure this out on my own. I wanted a community and I wanted um, somebody that I could ask questions to. So we have actually designed our continuing ed or professional training process as an apprentice process. And be, you know, we look at a way that you don't have to recreate the wheel. We already have a ton of resources. We've created a ton of resources, for education for your clients. We've created a ton of resources for education for your community. We um, have, have tons and tons of education and experience that we want to share with other professionals. And so that the apprentice process is a combination of a series of courses that you package together um, to get a discount, matched with some one-on-one sessions with me, matched with access to a monthly webinar where we do ongoing training for all of our community, all of our professional community. And it's been really beautiful. It's been really beautiful to partner with other professionals around the world and help them help more clients and be confident in that. And by share, reaching out beyond just, you know, my small community or even who we reach to online, you know, I can I can reach a lot of people online, but some people need somebody in person. Um, And by training people in other countries that those people now can provide these services in many different languages, German and Italian and Danish and uh, French and just a lot of different languages are now being available because we've trained practitioners that are, you know, speak multiple languages. So filling in the missing link in our education, kind of making it specific to multiple different medical types of professionals. So our apprentice process identifies that there are different scopes of practice for all of us. This condition kind of, the core basically, you know, spans over multiple different types of practitioners from rehab, physical therapy, chiropractors, to personal trainers, um fitness instructors, people that work in the fitness world, um, to the birth community, you know, what what's what we are teaching our midwives, our childbirth educators, even our doulas and our OBGYN is maybe a different scope of practice than we are teaching our personal trainers. And then our medical community, sometimes the first line of defense, our primary care physicians, our naturopaths, our surgeons, um, our, our GI specialists, our, our orthopedic doctors, really, we, we see this wide range of practitioners that all have slightly different needs. And so we've created three different apprentice paths. One is our fitness professionals. Um, and that is really focused on um, people in the fitness community. And, you know, if the fitness community we're we we we're trying to keep everybody in their scope of practice. I don't expect a personal trainer to do rehab at the same level as a physical therapist is going to, um, yet there are some key things that personal trainers should know in their basic education or in their advanced education. And one is they need to know what a diastasis recti is, what the risk of it is, who's at risk for having it. Um, when to, to look for it, when to check for it, what questions to ask the clients. I do think it's appropriate for for um, personal trainers to know how to check for a diastasis. They might not be able to make an assessment, but they'll be able to see what's going on with the muscles. You're checking if somebody's using their bicep correctly. You're checking if they're using their hamstring correctly. You're identifying that they have tight hamstrings and you need to implement stretching into their, their program. So this is just another muscle group that needs to be assessed. Is, is it functioning properly? Is it not functioning properly? I think understanding what the transverse abdominus is as a fitness professional will change your game completely. Um, Recognizing how we breathe and how we exhale, elongate, and engage our core so we're not holding our breath, bracing, tensing out, or breathing in opposition where we're straining and holding our breath on the effort. I think that's a role for the fitness community. Um, Understanding neutral pelvic alignment, neutral ribcage alignment, and how that affects and impacts the core and the pelvic floor for fitness. And when you're challenging the body, how alignment is key. I think that's within the scope of practice of a fitness professional. Um, I think stopping the teaching of crunches, sit-ups and planks as the traditional go-to way to strengthen the core, which is outdated. It's outdated information. It creates muscle imbalance. It sometimes is reinforcing muscle imbalances and alignments that people already have and it can create a diastasis. And so understanding that there are far better ways to um, holistically treat the core and strengthen the core other than traditional old school ab exercises. And sometimes people say, oh, I don't do crunches. And then they show me what they do. And it's just another variation of a crunch. It's just a fancy name. Any crunch-like movement is, where it takes the pelvis and rib cage and bends it forward Bulges the stomach, put pressure out on the belly, um, is is not actually the way to to truly strengthen the core. And I feel like every fitness professional should know that. And we have options to help them know that. I'm not saying that they that's already in their training. It's not, but there's ways to get that education. And fitness professionals are often on the front line for people that um Really need help. A lot of times when we're feeling weak, I say this all the time. When we're feeling weak and we feel like our body's not doing what it should, we we start out with fitness before we go to rehab. And a lot of times they need rehab first. So to have a fitness professional confident enough to kind of do a, a triage, so to speak, and be able to do a mini assessment to see if that person's actually ready for for personal training or if they need a rehab component to their training is, I think. A really valuable um, piece of education for fitness professionals, um, rehab professionals. Easy for me to talk about that because I'm a physical therapist, um, and I've trained with trained a lot and worked with a lot of chiropractors as well, and even restorative fitness type um, professionals, people that do um, specific types of fitness like restorative yoga, or restorative Pilates, the mindset of that is very rehab focused more than um, traditional fitness focus. So they kind of fall into this path. Um, but also our, our basic medical professionals can fit into our apprentice process, which is the tummy team trained um, practitioner. And I feel like this is important for for. Um, Professionals to understand how to check for a diastasis, when to check for a diastasis, um, how to help our clients reconnect to their transverse abdominis, understanding that upright, optimal alignments in real life are really important to, to reinforce learning how to identify some of the pain symptoms that people have as compensation patterns and strategies and recognizing that that's connected to the diastasis or the functional core weakness. Knowing that it's more than maybe a chiropractic adjustment, more than treating the pain, more than releasing a muscle, more than a back stabilization exercise. It's a holistic approach to retraining functional core strength. And as a result, you'll close the diastasis and stabilize their body and set them off to be functional and, you know, be able to live in the optimal postures and strategies to do what they need to do in their life. So I feel like, you know, what we teach the rehab professionals might go a little bit more in depth than um, a medical professional would want to know. It really depends on how interested they are in the topic. I think there's some base knowledge that every medical professional um, should should have, and you know, understanding the role of functional core weakness in the common symptoms that we see that we've talked about already: that back pain, the constipation, the hernia, the sciatica, the pelvic pain, all of those things. Recognizing that there's a role for, in functional core weakness, knowing when and how to check for a diastasis, like I said, and connecting. Um, the symptoms altogether. And also recognizing that pelvic floor symptoms are always connected to functional pelvic floor and usually p- functional core weakness. And we should be checking them for a diastasis to see if that's going on. And ultimately for medical professionals to know that this is treatable. It's treatable. You might need to find a specialist to treat it. It might You might find that the physical therapists that you typically refer to don't know how to treat this, but that doesn't mean it's not treatable. You might need a specialist. You likely need a specialist to treat it, but surgery is not the only solution and is not even the best solution. Surgery does not actually fix what's going on with the muscles, the muscle imbalance, um, and it's another trauma on the tummy. So updating that information so our clients uh, are feeling like they're they're getting validated and, um, up-to-date practical application information, right? I think that's valid. Um, and then birth professionals, we have a whole apprentice process for birth professionals, um, because this condition is very common in pregnancy, right? There's a lot of pressure out on the belly. Um, the belly transforms during those nine, 10 months and, um, the The core is essential to support the uterus for optimal fetal alignment. To the core and the pelvic floor have a connection required for appropriate, um, effective pushing during delivery. And you know, I believe that every po- prenatal and postpartum woman should get a diastasis check at every single appointment. I feel like it's an easy check. It's a standard of care check to see what's going on in their body. It, because if it's left untreated, it can dramatically affect fetal alignment. It can dramatically affect complications in birth um, and birth recovery. It can actually affect fertility. It can uh, it can affect um, the the mom's ability to connect to the baby after delivery because she can't connect to herself. So there's some some kind of correlations with postpartum depression and um the parenting postures required for newborn care require strength. There's a lot of stuff that that is very relevant for birth professionals and being educated on how the role that diastasis recti rehab plays in that is really is really important, and I feel like more and more I hear of our clients that nobody ever checked them, or if they were checked, they were given very conflicting or contradictory information um they were told oh this is normal it'll go away or oh when you're done having kids you should have a surgery or oh yeah sorry that's there and then no information um or they don't if they, when they're asked to be checked the person doesn't know how to check them properly they're too aggressive with the check they check incorrectly um or they they um give give you the wrong information And I think that as a professional, when I come up against a situation that I don't know much about, and all I know is a lot of conflicting, contradicting information, I tend to withdraw from that that place. I, I feel like I don't know, so I'm. I personally will say I don't know how to treat that. It's very different saying I don't know how to treat that to saying there is no treatment for that, or to confidently say the wrong treatment for that. Um, I feel like that can be pretty neglectful. um, And we have kind of poor, outdated education out there. And our goal at the Tummy Team is to change that. One of the things that I want professionals to know is just because you do not know how to treat something or treat this condition, and I'm going to put in parentheses, yet does not mean that there is no treatment. And I believe that we can make a huge impact on the medical community, not just on prenatal and postpartum women, but on the medical, fitness, birth, rehab community across the board by learning more about diastasis recti, functional core Strength, functional core weakness, functional pelvic core floor weakness, functional pelvic floor strength. Functional meaning real life application, not kegels, not crunches, not planks. How your body functions all day long when you're carrying your kids, when you're working, when you're running, when you're walking, when you're doing your life. How is your body holding up and working for you? Or how is it failing you? And looking at how we can help our clients because when clients when you when you start to see your clients be connected strong and engaged in with their body they become connected strong and engaged in their families in their communities and in the world at large and it does make a big difference this is there's a big picture here that is being missed july is diastasis recti Di awareness month And every year in July, we do a huge promotion to try to increase awareness about diastasis recti. This year, 2021, our focus is going to be geared towards professional education and what we and our clients wish that professionals knew about diastasis recti. And we are going to be... Um, on social media platforms and through our, our website and in every way that we possibly can, we are going to be getting the education out there saying that just because you do not know how to treat diastasis recti yet does not mean that there is not a treatment and that we at the Tummy Team have resources for you to provide better care. And this is not about shame we can't know everything. But this is actually such important information. And it's not rocket science, you can do this, you can become more educated, more confident in what you're doing with your clients. And it will make a huge difference on you meeting the goals that you and your clients set. And you're going to feel so much better about being able to help people. So If you are listening today and you're not a professional, but you know professionals that need to know this information, please share what we do at the Tummy Team. Share our professional website. We have a whole website geared towards professionals. um, And we offer lots of classes, lots of courses. We have lots of free resources as well. And we would love to make um a difference in the medical community in regards to diastasis recti so we would love your help in that so if you have any more questions about what we do at the tummy team i know this is a little bit different podcast than some of our podcasts because we are gearing it towards professionals but if you have more questions just look at the tummyteam.com we have a really robust youtube channel with lots and lots of education and really good validating information there. We have lots of resources at our website. We have online programs and professional programs, all of which, by the way, are going to be discounted for the month of July in honor of Diastasis Recti Awareness Month. So you can get discounts on our continuing ed courses. You can get discounts on our online courses because we are trying to spread the word and make a difference. So join us for the next several podcasts where I'm going to be interviewing different professionals that have trained with us, um, around the world and all different types of professional backgrounds. And I think it's going to be really enlightening and empowering and encouraging. And I would love for you guys to join us for those. All right. Thanks everybody. I hope you are well, wherever you are. And, um, it is a joy and a pleasure to uh, share with you. Thanks so much.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically, and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow The Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.